guys hello good afternoon and welcome 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 how are all of you i sound so country lord have mercy honey my little northern accent is just gone like gone gone hi everyone it's so good to see you all on here let's see um wait a moment and try again so let me just put this right there because i really don't understand what's happening oh hold on a second you guys hold on a second you guys let's see okay shake the dust off of your feet y'all come on in come on in come on in come on in y'all come on in listen i'm gonna give you all a few minutes three minutes at the most to come on in um my um Okay, I know some of y'all are like, what in the world is happening? Right, y'all like my hair? Yeah, I know y'all do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let me get in here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see, y'all. Y'all come on in. 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 Come on in. Come on in. Y'all come on in. Thank you. 
in the room. Come on, in the room. All right. Here we go. Lord God, we thank you for allowing us, for allowing me to come into this place one more time, bringing your word to your people. Lord God, I pray that they are blessed. I pray that they are encouraged. I pray that they get and receive everything that their hearts desire. Lord God, continue to move mightily upon their lives. Continue to allow them to know that we were sent out to preach the gospel, sent out to teach the gospel, to be a living testimony, that we are to let everybody know that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and that we are to go out and heal the sick and cleanse the lepers and raise the dead and cast out devils. Lord God, because it was freely given to us, and we must freely give it to others, Lord God. And God, we were told by you of instructions and how we are to do it, Lord God, that we are to um depart from out of that house or depart from out of that city and we are to shake off the dust of our feet lord god and that we are to know that um um anything that was more tolerable than the land of sodom or sodom or gomorrah in that day of that city of that house of that land that we were to depart from ourselves we are to detach that stuff from us so that we would know how to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, Lord God, because we were sent into the midst of wolves as sheep. And Lord God, we are your we are your servants, we are your sons, we are your daughters, God. And you have given us instructions on, on how we are to do it and why we are to do it, and how we was able to go into some cities, into some houses, and not able to go into others because some of us was vulnerable. It's just like Lord God, when you told Moses that you didn't take the people through the shortcut of to get to the wilderness, but the long way because they wasn't able to handle or face what they were going to be coming come up against uh, that was going to come against them. So, Lord God, we thank you, we love you, we bless your name, we glorify you, and then with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name we pray, and we all say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Okay, I can't fix that, so let me just try to uh, move this over there. Yeah, see, because I'm looking, I'm looking backwards and can't do it, so let me just leave it alone. Let me just move forward 
and just be done with that. But um, I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to tag someone right quick um, because, yeah, I want to give somebody a quick shout out, okay? So, okay, so let me go there and let me come out because I want to give a quick shot out. Okay, so, all right, as y'all can see, as y'all can see, can't find it there so let me go here right here okay so <clears throat> excuse me i knew i was gonna sneeze that's why i waited so all right so as y'all can see um sister prophetess woman of god jenny kit these are the earrings that I have ordered from her, as y'all can see, I want to give her a quick shout out right quick. And of course, this is my necklace, but here is the necklace that I ordered. As you can see, it's long. I like for it to hang. And because when I got my my Sunday schools, my Sunday dress on and it's hanging, I usually don't wear this on my with my Sunday clothes when I have on necklaces or, or jewelry like this. And as y'all can see, it looks really good. Let me get a little close. See, yeah, it's gold and it's like a bronze color. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I know it matches with my hair, right? It's got me looking beautiful, right? Okay, so yes, but Jenny Kits, I have got this from her. I also ordered a some diamond studs that will go in my second hole that I have right there. And then um, I ordered this purple really pretty and so but jenny kitts and it's for that girl bling that's who jenny kitts is that girl bling and so yes i am blinging i am blinging yes i am blinging check me out so yeah so sister jenny when you come on and you watch this that's why i tagged your name here because i want to let you know that i've received my items in the mail yes and i love it and they're beautiful so thank you again thank you 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 again i love it 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 all right so moving forward moving forward i know you're like honey get it together all right okay are y'all ready to get into the word i know some of y'all like well we've been ready you've been playing with your earrings you've been playing with your necklace you've been showing out your little hair we get it we see you <laughs> 
Listen, I know how some of y'all think. Listen, because I'm thinking the same thing. Yes, y'all know how I do when I when I get my little items and whatever. I like to show it off. When I get me a little hairdo, I like to show it off, right? Because I'm I'm excited. I'm proud of my new do, right? So anyway, so I thank you all for tuning in. Um, for some of you that are seeing, come to the couch. It's time to be coached, shaking the dust off your feet, removing the particles. Now, um, this is also coming from the graceful, the graceful five page. Hey, Deacon Ravizee, it's coming from the graceful five page um, because I did get a couple of inboxes asking me when I was doing a live again, and I told them that I was coming from my personal, well, my private page that is not public because it's for those who used to, well, there are probably some of them are still single, but it was in my singles page. And so I wanted to do this for them so it would teach them how to detach themselves from unbroken, well, from broken relationships, a broken marriage, um, you know, it, well, what, whatever area that you were broken in, I wanted to come through on this page. So then um, they're not in this page, so I came through the Graceful Five. So then I share it to the Women of Prosperity's page. I share it to the Encouraging Yourself page that is ran by Evangelist Angela Badgett. Amen. So if some of you, if y'all know who she is, go and support her page. It's called Encourage Yourself. It's a wonderful page. And then the Women of Prosperity's page is strictly just for women. So if you need to be encouraged, if you need to be helped, if you just want to send some encouraging words, that page is for that. That is also, it's ran by, it's also a private page, but it's also ran by um, Apostle um, LaVon Flanders and Lady Flanders and myself and, and Bishop Holloway. And, um, and um, it's also one of the administrators is Lynn um oh my gosh and her last name literally just left me but but go to women of prosperity ladies if you want to hear some great messages some great encouragement and then this is also sent to my marriage raw and uncut page where that page is ran by me and my husband and it is a public page and um next month actually june 1st i will be teaching you are unbalanced but i have it why and then i in parentheses i have o-u-r because when you are married you're no longer two but you're now one so it's your unbalanced or it's our 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 or meaning we unbalanced all right let me see i want to say that right because I, I feel like i'm bashing it okay it's titled your scale is unbalanced it's our scale is unbalanced. And so when I just put your, I only put Y-O-U-R because it's your scale is unbalanced. And then it says our scale is unbalanced. But instead of me writing your by itself and then our in parentheses, I just took the O-U-R and I separated it from the Y because why are you unbalanced, right? And so I'm going to be teaching that from um, on June 1st at 12 noon. And it's, it is, it's for marriages. And if you desire to be married, it's for you as well. So I want to be able to help marriages bring a balance to their marriage, to bring a balance to their life, to, to be able to know that you, you must be 
on you 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 must be on one accord you have to be on one accord you have to be you you gotta stop living these single lives you gotta stop pretending that you don't have a wife you gotta stop pretending you don't have a husband you gotta stop acting like you you don't you can't make decisions with your spouse you gotta stop making choices on your own you're not in this marriage alone you have a spouse you have a wife you have a husband and a lot of times our finances are unbalanced our marriage is unbalanced our emotional state is unbalanced our physical state is unbalanced our spiritual state is unbalanced and you must bring balance in order to weigh some things in order to weigh some things out so how do i balance my marriage how do i balance my finances how do i balance the relationship you need the law of the lord you need the law of the lord and if some of you are a part of my marriage wrong and uncut page you'll see the flyer it has a scale as well but this scale is balanced and then it has a um a, a judge's um uh um what do you call it gather okay and then it has the bible and it shows on their law because a lot of people you may not be biblical you may not know bible but you know law and some things if you're not saved and you're unsaved it's still law when you stand before the the man or woman of god that's marrying you right you you got to be hey um hey lex and so when you're when you're standing before the judge that means you're standing before god you're standing before the man or woman of god that's marrying you you're standing before the people that's in the that's in the audience that is watching you okay so with that being said you must know the laws of marriage you must know the laws of togetherness you must know the laws of finances you must know the laws of love and when you don't have the law you won't have the love when you don't have the law you won't own the land when you don't have the law you won't have life and have it more abundantly amen so there's so many people that desire to be married but they're hearing from so many unsafe folk they're hearing from miserable folk they're hearing oh never get married honey when you get married you you just you lose yourself you do and sometimes that's true when you don't have the law because you don't know the ins and outs of it you don't know the seriousness the seriousness is of it and so it causes you to be separated it causes you to come apart and it divorce was never an option by god but he gives us a choice to make so he doesn't he doesn't honor divorces but he'll he'll allow you to divorce can i say that again he doesn't honor divorces but he will allow you to divorce he will allow you to make that decision he will allow you to have peace within your home peace within your mind peace within your spirit i don't even know why i'm going here but but it must be needed it must be needed to be said and so a lot of times so i decided to make this page real life talks with empowerment coaching to be my coach page i am a certified life coach i have my um certificate in it i've, I've gone to school for it to to learn how to talk to people to learn how to listen to people to learn how to listen without responding but responding with wise counsel responding with the word of god 
responding in love and not judgment, responding to help and not be a hindrance. So when the Lord gave me come to the couch, it's time to be coached because a lot of you need to be coached how to be a wife. You need to be coached how to be a husband. You need to be coached how to love. You need to be coached how to live according to um, not just the word of God, but according to just having a healthy lifestyle, right? So come to the couch. It's time to be coached. So right now, as you can see, move this way, the couch is behind me, which I thought was a great thing to, to use as an example, because a lot of times we do need to lay on somebody's couch. Every coach needs a coach. Every leader needs a leader. Every pastor needs a pastor, right? Every person that that holds somebody else accountable also needs somebody to hold them accountable, right? So we're all learning and growing together in this walk that we call life. Life is a struggle. It is. Life is a struggle. And when it, when it becomes a struggle, it becomes hard. When it becomes a struggle, it becomes hard. It is hard to live. It's hard to adapt. It's hard to adjust. Amen. And so when Jesus came, huh? I love you. So when Jesus came to teach us, he was the prime example of how you can walk this world and not get caught up in the world, how you can be married and not do what other people do. I'm reminded of a scripture by Job. When Job's wife said, Job's wife said to him, curse God and just die. And he says, you, you sound like those foolish heathen women, right? Because it didn't sound like his wife. It didn't sound like some things that she would say. So to me, I feel like some of these wives that are in this world are looking for another out from the world. And you can't. You can't do what the world does when you are a Christian wife. You can't act the way the world acts when you are a Christian wife. You can't dress the way the world dresses when you are a Christian wife. You got to, you, you got to, to stand for a standard. You need morals. You need respect. You need dignity, your character, your integrity. Everything concerning you speaks, speaks to, speaks volume of your life, of your worth, of your value. So you have to ask yourself, how do you see yourself? How do you value yourself? What, how much worth do you see in yourself? But when you're getting information from the world, and I'm not saying that sometimes the world doesn't have what you need. That's where it comes in with godly wisdom. When you're getting wise counsel, you're not having somebody to tell you what you need to do inside your house and their house is messed up. Their marriage is messed up. They don't know if they're coming and going. So they're going to try to tell you what you need to do. Now, outside of that, Lord, help me in this place. So outside of that, then, yeah, sometimes that's like me. I can give it. I can give wise counsel. I can give godly advice. I can do all of that. But sometimes it's hard for me to even use the words that comes out of my mouth. And I'll catch myself saying, dang, you just encouraged the, this person in that area. You need to be learning the same thing. You need to stand on your own words. You need to see what you're saying. You need to heed to that. We can't just be hearers of the word, but we got to be doers of the word. And I'm reminded of something that God spoke to me earlier. Do you do what you know? Do you do what you know? Let, let me let me let me go there. Do you do what you know? Let me let me just write that in my in my little section right here. Do you do what you know? 
I know some of you are like, well, what do you mean by that? Let me just help you out. Do you do what you know? Let me go in here. Let me let me write that question in here because some of you need to need to know. Do you do? Do you do? Hey, Khadijah, do you do what you know? Boom. Do you do what you know? What what does that mean? What does that mean? Do you do what you know? Does that what does that mean? That means what you know do you do it do you apply the teachings to your life do you apply the law to your life do you apply the love to your life do you apply the word of god to your life what do you apply are you just reading these resources are you just going the magazine and flipping through the pages or do you do what you read that's going to help you it's just like putting a baby bed together if i don't read the instructions I'm gonna struggle trying to put that baby bed together. When you when when you get a um a what else do we put together? Baby beds, chairs, tables, furniture. They, everything comes with an Lord have mercy. Everything, everything, everything comes with instructions. A baby bed comes with instructions. A remote control comes with instructions. A microwave comes with instructions some foods that you buy comes with instructions so do you do what you know or or and then not only do what you know but do you have faith in what you do that in what you know where is your faith where is your belief so when you don't have it you're going to struggle when you don't have it it's going to be hard so do you do what you know which leads us into our lesson on today in removing the particles mean the removing last week we did week one right we talked about the shaking so now here we are in week two and we're talking about the removing so in matthew chapter 10 verse 17 through 25 reads this but be aware of men for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And I talked to some of you on yesterday and told you that the word scourge means to um, cause infliction. It means it means to cause pain. It means to let me let me not. I don't want to go off my brain. So let me put this one right, right here. To scourge means to inflict pain, to whip or bring punishment, criticism, great affliction. So therefore, if scourge, if, if, if Jesus is saying that beware of those people that's going to deliver you up to the council and they're going to inflict pain upon you in their synagogues. What is the synagogue? Let me help some of you. What what does synagogue mean? So let's just let's just look and see what synagogue means, okay? Let me help you all out. I know what it means, but I want to read it to you so that you will know what it means. That way you're not just hearing um, my words, but I'm reading it to you. So this is what a synagogue means. A synagogue means a congregation of Jews for worship or religious study. The word synagogue comes from the Greek synagogue, 
literally a leading or bringing together, which refers to any assembling or gathering of people for secular or religious purposes. So Jesus said, <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, beware of those men that's going to, to inflict great pain in the, in the synagogue, in, your, in the house of God, not just in your house, not just on your job, not just in your marriage, not just in your finances, not just in any of those places. Hold on one second. Okay, you guys, I'm sorry. Okay, so as I was singing, and I do apologize for that short little thing, but for some of you, oh, that hair right there is getting on my nerves there. All right, okay, nope, wrong direction. Okay, so anyway, all right, so as I was saying that the synagogue is a place where the congregation meets now, You'll hear so many people say, well, I'm not going to the church because the church is full of drama. The church is full of this and the church is full of that. And they're doing what we're doing out in the world. And nine times out of 10, that is true. But it's not supposed to keep you from assembling yourselves together. Now, let me go here just for a second. Because see, here's the reason why you you hear so many people say this right here. Um, well, I can get it at home or I can get it here, I can get it there, right? Now, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, 25, okay? Now, Hebrews 10 and 25 says, not for a second the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So you'll hear people say, well, I don't have to go to church to, to praise God, or I don't have to go to church to get the word, or I don't have to go to Bible study to get this, that, and the other, or whatever the case may be. But the thing about it is you do, because it calls us to come together so that we can gravitate with one another. We can learn together with one another and do what is necessary. So when is so if 10, so if Hebrews chapter 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the profession of our hope without wavering, for he is faithful that promise and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. There are some people that are literally, would rather be by themselves. 
there are some people that will tell you, I don't need a leader. I don't need a pastor. I don't need to hold nobody in accountable, uh, hold me for uh, accountability. I don't need this and I don't need them. But the thing about it is, then how can you really get the help that you need if you're isolated and you're going off of your own knowledge, you're going off of your own way of thinking. You're, you're, you say, well, I got the Lord and the Lord can give me what I need. That is true. The Lord can definitely give you what you need, but you need someone that you can literally talk to, someone that can literally pray with you, pray for you. Some, listen, and, and, and the, the, oh, Lord have mercy. Listen, James, James, if it did not need to be so, then why would James come right around and, and, and James 5 and 16 and tell us that we are to confess our faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, right? So what you have to understand is you can't go it alone. You can't go it alone. You can't. You can't go it alone. You think that you can go it alone. You think you can handle things, you know, on your own. Yeah, you think that. that that's what you want. That's what you want to do. But in reality, you're going to get lonely. In reality, you're going to have hardship. In reality, there's going to be a struggle. And you're going to need someone that has that godly wisdom, that has that godly advice, that can literally help pull you through. But if they're messed up and you messed up, who's pulling who? Who's pulling who in the right direction? Who's pulling who in the area that they need to be in? What is really going on? So therefore, if Jesus said, where two or three that's gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of them. But where did that come from? Let me let me let me help y'all out. Uh, Matthew chapter uh, Matthew, and I believe it's um, I want to say it's eighteen or is it seventeen? Um, and I'm wrong because I think it's um, twenty. Hold on, I'm gonna tell y'all. I wanna get this. Oh, nope, it's Matthew 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So it's actually Matthew. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you where it's at. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. No, that still seems wrong to me. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Matthew 18. Matthew 18, 16 says, But if he will not hear you, then take with you one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So that, so for every word that may be established, and then he turns around in, in 18 to 20, it says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So it has to be in agreement. You have to be in an agreement with somebody. 
you can't be in agreement with yourself i don't care how you look at it i don't care how you switch it up you cannot be in an agreement by yourself because you're going to think that you're right and you could be wrong and if you don't have anybody to hold you accountable then how are you going to know so even if even if the at the end of the day you still have to make that decision you still have to make those choices but you need someone to pray with you to seek god with you for you to confess what it is so that they can pray with you whether it's fault or sin the scripture says confess and um and and if it's sin you will be forgiven it's scripture listen i i just i i just listen so let me let me let me let me let y'all hear that again so you you have to understand listen listen 15 says and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the lord shall raise them up and if he have committed sins they shall be forgiven him james 5 15, uh, 14 15 16. y'all didn't need to read james chapter 5. so just read james chapter 5. matter of fact just read the whole book of james let it let it help you let it let it let it bless you okay so listen now back to um matthew chapter 10. so and, and i'll just explain to some of you all what synagogue is so 18 says and you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake so jesus is always saying you're going to be persecuted you're going to be you're going to be lied on you're you're going to be hurt you're going to go through some struggle they're going to bring you to the council they're going to bring you to the church they're going to bring you to people that listen it's just like the woman that was caught in the in the in the midst of adultery and they threw her down to the ground and all these men that were standing around and jesus said those without sin cast the first stone and he kneeled down and began to just pity power with the sand so when he rose up half the half the congregation was gone when he went back down and started piddling power and writing something in the sand when he stood back up they were all gone and he asked the woman with the with the, that was caught in the midst of adultery where are your accusers and she says i don't know they were just standing right here he said go and sin no more and that's how jesus wants us to be when we go out into the world as sheep in the midst of wolves that we still bring the lost in, that we still bring the broken in, that we still bring the hurt in. But if they're not going to receive you, you have to learn how to shake the dust off your feet and then go a little farther. You must learn how to remove the particles that you have not left behind, which is your peace, which is your peace he says and when you come into a house salute it and if the house be worthy let your peace come upon it but if it be not worthy let your peace return to you you go in with everything that you have but if they don't receive you you take everything that, that you went in with you bring it out don't leave your peace of mind there 
Don't leave your piece of your heart there. Don't leave a piece of your thoughts there. Don't give them a piece of your mind there. Salute it. And if they don't want to receive the salute, you walk away. If they don't want to receive, if they don't want to receive, if they don't want to receive the salute, then don't you continue to pollute it. When you're saluting it and they don't want to receive it and they're rejecting it, don't you pollute it even the more. Bring yourself up out of there. Bring yourself out, up out of that. Dust your feet and go to the next city. Because what you don't want to do, Lord have mercy, what you don't want to do is then take all of that was going on with you and you want to take it into somebody else's house. You're taking the gossip to somebody else's house. You're taking the division to somebody else's house. You're taking the discord to somebody else's house. You're taking the hate to somebody else's house. You're taking the disrespect to somebody else's house. So if you do it the righteous way, then righteousness will follow you. And then righteousness is what you will give to someone else. You're not laying someone else. You're not taking somebody else's burden and placing that burden onto somebody else's burden. And they already have a burden. You're taking that sickness and putting it on top of that sickness. And then you're making them worse than they was the first. Oh, listen. It says in um, 20. Well, no, no. And 19, I didn't finish reading out of 19. But when they deliver you up, Take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father, which continues to speak in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death and the father the child and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Now, he just told y'all in um, 18, you're going to be brought before the governors and the kings for my sake. Now you're going to be hated of all the men because of his name's sake. But he that endured to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee you into another. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his uh, Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? You are saying, listen, you are speaking against that household, but somebody else is going to speak against your household. Let me read this right here. Um, I wanted to read this to y'all in another, in another version of Matthew 10. And I wanted to read this to you um, from, from 24. Listen to this. Listen, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor is a bond servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the bond servant like his master. If they if they have called the head of the house 
Satan, how much more would they speak evil of the members of his household? Right? So now listen to what the message version says. Now listen to this. The message version says a student doesn't get a better desk than his teacher. Hear me. A student doesn't get a better desk than his teacher. A laborer doesn't make more money than his boss. Be content, please, even when you, my students, my harvest hands, get the same treatment I get. If they call me the master, dumb face, what can the workers expect? Don't be intimidated. Eventually, everything is going to be out in the open and everyone will know how things really are. So don't hesitate to go public now. See, listen, so don't hesitate to go public. I, I need y'all to go public. I need y'all to preach the gospel. I need y'all to teach the gospel. I need y'all to give y'all testimony. I need y'all to let somebody know what it is or what it isn't. Don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid of the gospel. Don't be afraid of the teaching. Don't be afraid of those who think that they should be on the same page as you. There are just some people who cannot be on the same page as you. There are some pastors that cannot be on the same page as you. There are some ministries that cannot be on the same page as you. So, it, so life is fair. You hear some people say, well, that ain't fair. Well, why do they get to go? Because they are mature or they worked hard for it or they've been called to do it or they have the gifts or the skills to see things come to pass. Be content in who you are. And if you, and if you have a desire to grow greater, then grow greater in that desire, but do it by the hand of God. You ain't got to manipulate. You ain't got to deceive. And some of you are allowing deception to overtake you. Some of you are allowing deception to deceive you. Which leads us back to Genesis. Back to Genesis as we talked about Jacob on yesterday. So we talked about how Jacob deceived his brother from the beginning. And then we talked about how um, Laban or Laban, or let me see how to say this man's name because I really want to say it right. So let me just see how to pronounce this man's name. So let me just see. So it's L-A-B-A-N, right? So let me help y'all out. Yeah, I love my little dictionary. I love my little, my little, my little Bible dictionary because yeah, I sometimes when I'm reading, I don't want to say it wrong or be or sounding like I'm a complete idiot. Laban. Laban. So Laban deceived Jacob. So the world says what comes around goes around. The Bible says you will reap what you sow. So the things that Jacob did to Esau. And the things that his mama caused him to do concerning Esau, it had to come back to him. So Laban was telling um, jo uh, Jacob that, yeah, I mean, not Jacob, yeah, Jacob, that he knew that Jacob loved uh, Rachel, but he gave him Leah. He tricked him. 
So he works for him seven years, and then now he gets to marry Rachel, but now Laban won't let him leave. So now he knows, as we read yesterday, he knows that he's blessed beyond measure because of Jacob. So he's not holding on to Jacob just because Jacob is Jacob, but he's holding on to Jacob because he, being, being connected to Jacob, he's becoming more blessed, right? So um, I stopped at 32. So let me read Genesis 30, and I'm, I'm done right here. Um, and I, I thank God for the teaching. I thank God for the lesson, even what I gave when I first started, because the Lord knows somebody's going to hear this and they're going to receive it in Jesus' name, right? Because it had that was not that what I said earlier today was not even in my notes, but it had to be the Lord. But anyway, so Genesis chapter 30. Um, and I'm gonna read from um starting at let me go back to 35. So Genesis 30 and 35 says, and he removed that day the he goats that were ring uh ring straight and spotted and all the and all and all the she goats that were speckled and spotted. Now, in that we know that thir Genesis 31 it says, and he heard the words of Laban, Laban's sons, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our fathers, and of that which was our fathers hath he gotten all this glory. And that was not the case. And Jacob said that they started talking bad about him behind his back. But then the Lord spoke to Jacob and said, Jacob return unto the land of your fathers and to your kindred and i will be with you so now at this moment at this moment jacob is getting aggravated he's he's getting angry hey thank you how you doing providence kiana so so in that this is what has happened and jacob sent and called rachel and leah to the field unto his flock now the reason why i like this right here because just because Jacob loved Rachel, but he wound up having to marry Leah, he didn't separate the two. He brought Rachel and he brought Leah to make a decision to, to explain to them what was happening and what was going on with their father. That's, that's when you're married. This is how you make decisions together. This is how you make choices together. That, and this is what causes you not to be unbalanced. You want balance in your marriage? Be on one accord. You want balance in your relationship? Walk in unity. Be on the same page, right? So verse three says that again, and the Lord said unto Jacob, return unto the land of their fathers and to your kindred, and I will be with you. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field unto his flock. And he said to Rachel and Leah, I see your father's continents, that it is not toward me as before, but the God of my father hath been with me. And he's letting them know that God has been with me from day one. And now that I'm looking at your dad, his countenance has changed before me. His attitude has changed before me. His behavior has changed before me. And so I prayed about it. I sought the Lord, the Lord concerning it. 
I called unto the name of the Lord and the Lord heard my prayer and he came and saw about me. He came to let me know what I need to do and where I need to go. And I'm calling you and Leah here together because I need to make a decision and I need to know how you are standing on this decision that I'm about to make. I need to know that you are with me or are you against me? Are you going to go with me or are you going to stay here? My God. And so many times we have to understand that if God is for us, then who can be against us? We have to understand that God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But when you are unbalanced, you will be able to understand what's going on. You'll begin to make decisions that just doesn't make any sense. And you become, you begin to have a struggle. You begin to have some issues. You begin to have some hardship. Now, what if Jacob would have just said, come on, and we're leaving and just took off? Sometimes people move out of the will of God. Sometimes they don't seek the Lord. Sometimes they just make decisions out of anger, out of frustration. Because that because the confidence has changed, you still got to make sure it's okay for you to move. You still got to make sure that it's okay to detach. You still got to make sure that how I need to remove this particle from the dust that's still, that I, that I walked away, I shaken the dust, but there's still some particles. I left my heart in San Francisco. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Well, that's a movie. Well, that's a song or something that I heard. I left my heart in San Francisco. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, what I'm, my point in saying this is that when Jesus says to go, if you if you bring if you win them, leave your peace there. If you don't win them, bring your peace with you. So so verse uh, uh, five says, and and said unto them, I see your father's continent, that it is not toward me as before, but the God of my father have been with me. And he and he and Jacob went on to say, and you know that. With all my power, I have served your father. And Jacob was telling telling his wives, he said, listen, I know y'all saw the hard work that I put in. I know you saw what was going on. I, I know that this is what's happening. And I done worked hard for your dad. And I didn't, I didn't raise this cattle. And I didn't nurse this cattle. And the land has grew. And beyond the word, when I got here, he didn't have nothing. And since I've been here, he now has everything. So you've seen this. So why now? Why now his confidence is changing? Why now he wants to come against me? It's time for us to leave. I've been here too long. How many of you been in this place too long? How many? How many of you? Sometimes you have to understand <laughs> there's nothing else for you to give. Sometimes you have to understand there's nothing else for you to give. And then people want to give to you. And you just say, listen, I don't need anything from you. I have a, I am blessed. I am highly favored of the Lord. God has been good to me. I just want to take what belongs to me and go on. If you got to leave the house, 
if you got to leave clothes, if you got to leave shoes, if you got to leave people. I remember, Lord have mercy. I remember, and this is I'm gonna make, I'm just gonna say this is real short because I don't have time to tell you. But I remember when I was with my youngest son's father, and he refused to let me leave the house. <laughs> Y'all don't even understand how good God has been to me. He refused to let me leave. He locked there's a um he had the key. So y'all know those those gates to the house that has a key, you gotta lock it, and then there's bars on the window. There's somebody say no escape. And and that's just what it was. He 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 didn't want me to leave. And I and no matter how much I kept saying, I have to go get my children. He didn't care. He didn't care what was going on with them. He didn't want me to leave. But God made a way for my escape. And when it came, I took it and I was out. Hey, good afternoon, Pastor Davis. I was gone. And even though he called, he was like, why'd you leave? I said, listen, I had to go. And it was one of the hardest decisions that I had to make, to make but I did it for my kids. I didn't care what he had going on. I didn't care what was taking place. I had to go but I didn't remove the attachment. I just left the house. I need y'all to hear me. I didn't remove the attachment. I just left the house. I need to say that again. I didn't remove the attachment. I just left the house. He still had a hold on me. He still had a hold on me mentally. He still had a hold on me emotionally. He still had a hold on me because I didn't detach. I just left the house. I didn't remove the attachment. And sometimes we can shake the dust off of our feet when we walk away from something. Yes, we can. But unless you remove those particles, unless you remove those attachments, unless you remove the things that's holding you, unless you remove those strongholds, you're just leaving the house. You're just leaving the house. You're just shaking. You're shaking and not removing. And you got to shake and remove. And when you begin to remove, then you can vigorously shake. Lord have mercy, help me, Jesus. Listen, that I know where I'm, I know where I'm at. Because this thing keeps cutting me out. I, I know, I know where I'm at because this thing literally keeps keeps cutting me off. I'm gonna get there. How many of you been in this place too long? You need a healing. You need deliverance. You need to be set free. And I still can't get past 31, but we're going to get past 31. We're going to get past 31 before this week is out. But I thank God for the teaching. And I thank God for the word. And I thank God for deliverance. And I thank God for healing. Because I didn't have God then during those times. I didn't receive 
listen, I didn't receive complete deliverance. I didn't receive complete healing. I didn't receive the, the relationship of the Lord until 2006. It just goes to show you there are some people that are in the house of God and, they're, and they've been there 50 years and not received nothing because you're just in the house with no detachments. You're just in the house with no detachments. When you need to be outside of the house and removing the detachments so that you can understand the purpose of deliverance, the purpose of dropping off sin, the purpose of living life to the fullest for your healing, for your deliverance, for your breakthrough and your breakthrough. Amen. So listen, God bless you all. On tomorrow, if God's willing, I'll be right here again teaching the importance of shaking the dust off your feet. But you got to go beyond that and removing the particles that are stuck to you so that you can freely give that was freely given to you. So that even if you're in the midst of wolves, you won't lose your peace. You won't lose your salvation. You won't lose your deliverance, but you can help somebody else come through. You can help somebody else see. You can help somebody else hear and feel the presence of the Lord for their life because of your life and because of Jesus' life that he walked this earth he lived, he died, and he rose. And on today, I speak life into you so that you can live and die to your flesh and rise in the spirit of God in the mighty name of Jesus because he wants you in paradise with him. He wants you in the house with him. He wants to see the, he wants to see the goodness. No, he wants you to see the goodness in you. He sees goodness in you, but what do you see? What do you see? Amen. So God bless you all. Know that I love you and know that, know that I love you and know that I'm praying for you. Amen. So I love you and God loves you more. And if it's, and if it's will and the Lord has not came and took us up, I'll be here tomorrow at 12 noon. Amen. Amen.